Welcome to Well Said Red with Lillian Depp. We're two redheads bringing our chats to headphones near you. Talk soon. We're going to go to the edges of the earth. <laughs> Ambitious and beyond. goals. Ambitious goals over here. Um, Very. But today we just are talking about something that I know we are both very passionate about and we both want to cultivate in our own lives and that is just having people in your home like hosting people well with what you have and I think in order to do this you probably are doing a lot of reflecting of where you've come from and the homes we grew up in so Devin why don't you tell us about the physical home which again is different from the apartment you now live in but uh right what was your child rearing about this so um the layout of my house was I'm just kidding (laughs) Two Um, bedroom, two two bath, two bath. Um, No, so I grew up in a very lovely neighborhood, um, a cul-de-sac. I've pretty much always lived in a cul-de-sac growing up, but we had a very nice three bedroom, two bath, kind of seventies, shabby chic style little cottagey almost vibe quite frankly um we still have like i think the original shingles like wood shingles on our roof (laughs) they get mossy in the winter in california which i love but is probably a hazard it's probably Um, bad for the yeah house health we pretty much every year that it doesn't completely cave in the roof Mm -hmm. we're very impressed um absolutely it's one of those projects that will get done eventually um but i grew up sharing a room with my sister um who's five years younger than me for quite a bit until Mm -hmm. i petitioned by writing a legal document to my parents (laughs) that why i should have my own room nothing has changed Um, (laughs) nothing has changed (laughs) and um then my my family actually built like a room in the garage for like guests um um, nice. And for me, when I wanted to vacate. When the petition was signed. <laughs> yes, when the petition was signed. Um, so I grew up actually in a house that was constantly hosting people. Incredible. Um, my mother, the queen of hosting. Um, and actually my grandmother, uh, who, my nana Natasha, she was quite frankly like the queen of the gatherings. Um, every tradition that we have in the family is pretty much due to her continuing to make sure that every presentation is just absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, our Christmas dinners, Thanksgiving dinners, there are no labels on the tables. Everything is in a dish. It is very nicely placed. Um, But just like all the little things that kind of make hosting fun, um, she definitely um, helped my mom also carry on as well. And my Mm -hmm. mom has done that so, so well. She now has like, I think we've had every kind of, um, event in our backyard. We've had baby showers. We've had birthday parties. We've had, um, youth group gatherings. We've had prayer nights, worship nights. We've had weddings in our backyard, baby Mm -hmm. shower, like truly any kind of event we have had in our backyard. Um, it is the party capital. Um, so hosting was very big, Yeah, (laughs) very big in our home. Um, it was kind of an always open door policy. I remember my brother would bring over all his teenage friends and, the cabinets would be raided and they'd be skateboarding and doing all their things. Um, I always knew friends could like stay over if ever they needed Mm -hmm. it. So very much an easy open door policy. I still to this day don't think we lock our door. So, (laughs) you know, I never had a house key. Yeah. Honestly, never. So that That was kind of our uh, growing up um, home hosting ethics. Yeah. <laughs> um there were no rules. Um but what was your um home hosting situation like? Yeah, absolutely. I think I grew up with very 
like high standards for hosting mm. as and my mother and sister I think are cut from the same cloth in the fact of if they host something still to this day for instance they're hosting a garden party next week and oh my god they hosted the same thing last year and I immediately knew exactly what they were talking about I was like oh yes this is like a whole to do yes this is a whole ordeal they are not living in my childhood home anymore because my family moved from where I grew up in Oregon to Idaho Falls Idaho about six months before I moved out to New York. So they're not in the actual physical house that I grew up in anymore. But I always knew that if we're hosting, it is big. It is the baseboards are clean. Like everything, everything is, is in its place. Um, and yeah, there's just like a very high standard. I love like their heart for this party planning. I definitely think as like a grown up who wants to host a lot, I maybe. Um, tone it down a bit in my practice <laughs> yes not to say and I, and I say that as someone with the highest respect for how my mom and sister do things and they will both listen to this episode and laugh because they know we're different in this way yep um but I want to host on a whim I if I have a dirty bathroom I want you to still come over Absolutely. you know what I mean and I know that that was obviously like if there was a, a safety issue or if someone needed a place to stay our house is always open right like it was very much so like we will take my mom is a take in the strays kind of person yeah. as was my grandfather. And you could tell she grew up in that kind of home where it's like, no, anyone has a spot at our dinner table. Um, and that's what I want. Like that mentality is what I want in like all my hosting of, Hey, invite whoever, bring whoever over, let me cook for you. Let me feed you. I definitely feel like my home is more of a home if I'm sharing it with others. Um, and I just moved into a different apartment where that is more, um, achievable, shall we say? We love. Um, and like quite immediately felt that as soon as that achievability was realized, I was like, oh, I need to feed people in this place. And I'm pretty sure I sent a text to Devin and, and our friend, the pod, Evelyn, mm-hmm. like within a day and a half of moving in. I was like, okay, so dinner next week? I think it was literally like the week of you'd like just moved in and then you were like, so next weekend, do you guys want to come over for dinner? And I was like, oh my God. And yes. it was, and it was so, I think just like, that's something that has been like an itch that I've been needing to scratch for a long time in New York and I've hosted in a variety of different ways as in I will bring baked goods to the office and that's not hosting, but you're like, you're, you're feeding people and loving on people in like a very hospitable way. Um, or, you know, groups of friends, like, let me bring food. Like I got this, I got that. Like food is definitely, I think how I serve in a lot of aspects or like you provide with, you know, that's a love language. Um, but yeah, I'm like, Oh, and then you all came over and I had just moved in and it was like hot and sweaty, but I was like, ah, there's food amazing. on the table and there's people around the table. The food was incredible. Thank you. And Thank you. as someone who has benefited from all your baking escapades in the past, I truly was very, very excited to go over in whatever state the house <laughs> was in. I was like, yes, I'll be there. Tell me when I'll show up. Yeah. So Bottle think, of wine in hand. Exa- exactly. And that's, I think, what being just in community looks like. Totally. And that regularity of our, I mean, like I'm at Devin and Isaac's house all the time, obviously. And Thank I can God. tell you, I truly do not care if we are eating dinner, if we are building Barbie dream houses, <laughs> if we are like, no matter what the thing is, it's like, oh great, we're together and we're in a home. And yes. I think that's so special. And that's what we both have a passion for in our current stages of life. Yeah. I think when Isaac and I got married, um, based on how um, I had been living with my previous roommate, Mm-hmm. Marky, also friend of the pod. Um, we, I mean, we had people in that house at all hours mm-hmm. at any point. Um, we both had a very similar idea of hosting. We just liked having people in the home. We didn't care what you were doing there. We just liked that people could come over at any point, use the lockbox, 
welcome totally welcome themselves in make themselves at home that's very much like marky and i both loved that mm-hmm. um isaac was a little nervous by that because he was like so like do you want to have a lockbox out for anyone to stop by at <laughs> our house and i was like well no probably not we'd probably invite people over yeah. but i do want people in the home um but it's been really fun because i think since we got our apartment he's been like very excited when people want to come over Mm -hmm. and hang out with us here because I think he feels a sense of ownership over it as well, which I think matters when you're um, creating like a space together and community together. You know, you want community to be in your home, you know, it's just like a very fun thing. And I think in regards to that, um, space is something that is very rare in New York to have. And from both of us who have grown up in homes that very much welcomed and had space for hosting, mm-hmm. um, what has been like your experience with like being hosted in smaller spaces in New York and how has that like impacted community for you? Yeah, absolutely. I do think just logistically it's difficult to host, particularly in New York City. I would yeah. presume other large cities if you are in say like Chicago proper, DC proper. Like if you're not in like a suburb of one of those places, which is I think more common for individuals to like work in DC to live in like Arlington, Virginia or whatnot. If you work in New York, at least the people we are in community with all live in New York. And so they're in these small spaces and it can be cramped or like, Hey, there's not a lot of space. We, this is what we got. Like also maybe the fridge isn't even a full size. Like there's just logistical matters that are so different than saying, totally. "Ah, don't worry. Just like swing into the driveway. Stay as long as you want. Like, do you want to sleep in the guest room? I'm like, I don't know a soul that has a guest room. Nope. You can crash on my couch. I don't have a room for you. Like, and if I did, I would just be making so much more money. Cause like no one has extra bedrooms in oh, New no. York city. Um, so I think that is a logistical <laughs> matter. Um, but I think what has been so sweet is that has not stopped the hospitable spirit. So even for instance, okay, my old apartment, not necessarily an area that's super convenient for a lot of people to get to. Some people don't feel safe coming to my old neighborhood, even though I felt safe in my neighborhood. I'm not going to ask a friend who I know does not feel great getting off the train in my neighborhood to come to my house. That is not like a considerate thing for me to do. Like, Hey, I'll meet you somewhere. I will bring lunch. You know what I mean? I think like taking the home out of it when it is a logistical issue still lets you be hospitable, which is ultimately like the philosophy that we're really pushing in here. Um, I also think it's so sweet when it's a really small space and everyone just is fine with it. Yeah. Everyone just crams it. Like they're not inconvenienced by it. Or if they are, there's like a good attitude of camaraderie. Um, there was one evening where there was going to be a dinner at your and Marky's old place. Now Marky's oh, and yes. Sarah's place. Yes. And there was just like a lot busy work week happening and other friend of the pod Bailey mentioned, Hey, let's just do it at my place. Completely different seating arrangements. Totally. As in your and Marky's old apartment had a long like dining area and had just as a really great space to host a lot of yeah, people. It has which a is, backyard. Exactly. It's, very rare yeah, in New York city. The very. amount of space that apartment has. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey's old apartment did not, did not have the same amount of space. Nope. And no one cared. No everyone one cared. was like, I was sitting on a windowsill. Yeah. Like everyone is, everyone, people were sitting on people's laps. Exactly. Like, like everyone is just cozy. We still had a lovely time. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it was because someone said. It was hot. It was sweaty. Oh my gosh. It was so <laughs> hot in there. But you know, like I think there's kind of that mindset in cities of like hosting with what you have is totally. really sweet. And as someone who has been blessed by my friend's hospitality, I can greatly say like, I don't care if your baseboards are dirty. I don't care. No. I don't care if you They're feed all dirty. me. I care that you said, hey, what's mine is yours. Like my house is your house kind yeah. of a deal. Come on in. We're going to make light of it. 
and it, there's not a need for that perfection mm-hmm. in apartments. And I feel like that's almost kind of more because it is so difficult to gain a perfect hosting environment in an apartment. It is. I think it's almost like we've all just let that go and enjoyed each other's company so much more. Totally. Well, it's actually like really funny. This is like a totally random metaphor, but Isaac and I were um, on the soccer field last night just watching like a soccer game, like a uh, league soccer game. And um, there were all these kids just like playing soccer but like kind of on the field of the soccer match that was going on and we were like oh my god that's so rude like they're literally kicking the ball like and the goalie's trying to watch the other side like the ball could come to this goalie at any point and they're like literally kicking the ball like into the goal on the field and we were just like what are they doing like this is crazy and we kind of like Isaac made the observation he was like I wonder if it's not rude here because everyone's used to just playing with the space that they have and they're just actually trying to play a game on top of another game exactly which makes sense and it's so funny because i think you talk to people who don't live in the city and they say oh you all live right on top of each other i don't know how you do it yada yada yada. Uh, an issue for a different day but it is true of like yeah that could really bum you out like if you have like a piss poor attitude about it yeah it's gonna suck but if you just kind of embrace it and say hey humanity is quite literally stacked next to each other like sardines and it is a beautiful chaotic mess i think that's when you enjoy hosting in the city environment yeah and i do think like as you said like there is like there's nothing about new york that is perfect no absolutely not so like there is and especially in california i think there's a bit of a perfectionism thing Mm -hmm. as well um everybody's trying to look the nicest wear the nicest things look like always like they have it together um and in new york People could be wearing literally anything and it's called style. Yeah. And it could be a trash bag. We don't even know. Like they don't, we don't know where they found it. We don't care. It probably costs like $4,000 that trash bag, but Mm -hmm. it's a trash bag. But it's still a trash bag. Um, So it is kind of that thing where it's like, we're not actually aiming for perfection here. We're Mm -hmm. just actually aiming for like the opportunity to connect and be around people that we enjoy and that we like want to find community in and just offering what we have. Cause I do think like there are a lot of different people in the city that make a lot of different like salaries or not salaries, you know, like there's a lot of different price points. So I think too, like there is a really beautiful, like kind of respect and like humbling to be able to just be invited into someone's home and not really have to expect anything, but like be there, you know, and people can bring stuff to things or not, you know, and I don't think it's like, it's never a judgment thing. Mm -hmm. Um, at least I don't, I don't think of it as a judgment thing. No. And I think, I mean, from my perspective, because I've had friends who, for instance, my best friend lived in DC for the four years, the same, like we, I, we shared this four year overlap where I was in New York, she was in DC, which is great to have like your best friend on the same coastline. So nice. Um, a luxury that I didn't know was a luxury until it happened. And now she lives back in the Southwest. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> come back. <laughs> I'm really, I'm making that plea. I'm like, come on, DC is fine. You can do it. But she is also someone who I just put to the very top of my most hospitable individual list she is great um dc housing is obviously different than new york as is any big like any big city has you know differences and whatnot and just what they're able to do but she shared a house with four other women Mm. no a house of four women three other women and so they had the house but just such a good example of movie nights and margarita mondays and yeah come over for games like whatever and just like so ultimately like her love language definitely is also food and providing and saying like hey here's what's on the table. Um, but it was so sweet because I visited her in DC frequently when she was down there just to see 
wow, you are really like serving others in this hospitality. Cause it is like in cities, a lot of people are transplants. A lot of people are very just transient in their city life to where they're, they're there for a year or two and they're gone. And so maybe they're not putting down roots, but they still really need people. They do. And really need people in that time. And what a great blessing it is to be like, Hey, what's mine is yours. You got just me come on over. Yeah. Just come on over. Let me serve you. Um, and I think that is a really great example of how now when she's moved back to a more, um, so I wish it's a traditional lifestyle sure. as far as like not crammed next to each other, not on top of each other. Um, she has still taken that hospitality of like, come over, let me bring cookies. Let me, you know, like still is so hospitable so fun, and doesn't have to have that perfectionism. It's like, doesn't, Oh, you can't come over cause the house isn't clean. It's like, no, come on over. Like you need a place to, cr- to crash or Hey, you yeah. want to like, chat and watch a movie sure come on over um and I think she and her husband have done a really beautiful job of that <laughs> and I say as someone who's like benefited from their hospitality You're like, this is great um <laughs> really a plus you guys but I think that is something I've seen in people who have lived in very squished small um logistically nightmares problematic <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like even like hey, showers we were, and kitchens <laughs> right like we were all broke out of college living oh, yeah. in these big cities we still wanted to get together. Hey, just bring a mm-hmm. bring a bottle of two dollar wine from Trader Joe's. We'll have the best night. Yeah, nothing needs to be fancy. It's truly like bring what you have. People are sleeping on also the box wine from Trader Joe's. Honestly, I mean that can feed an army. Can I can I tell you really bad news? What the Trader Joe's wine store has closed. What it closed on Thursday? No, it did not. They didn't even give us a notice. No. They just shut her down. No. Uh huh. What are I we know. supposed to do? I know. I there's now nowhere within the five boroughs that you can buy two buck truck. What, do they have an explanation? I'm sorry. This is very shocking news right now. <laughs> I was like, this is breaking news on the pod. I'm shook. What? I know. I um, saw it on someone's Instagram reel, and I immediately had to fact check for myself. They didn't even give you no- give notice. On Thursday, they just said, we are now closed. Wait, forever? Yeah. I am... I'm taking this up with the commissioner. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to write a petition. Eric Adams, the mayor's office. I, I didn't even get a chance to go and get stock up. And that's where I'm like, they certainly... They have bottles that weren't sold that they have to get rid of, right? Like, how can we Should get we it go on? around the back? <laughs> we will just we'll transport them. Isaac has a car. We'll just drive. Right. On we'll in. just drive. We. Uh, what? I know. Where am I supposed to get wine? Especially for dinner parties when yes. you need a lot of wine at a cheap rate. Oh my gosh! You don't even know Trader Joe's wine store has personally, personally funded pasta nights. They have saved me from bankruptcy on a variety of occasions. Oh my god! Yes. <gasps> this is. I'm a gas. <laughs> Do you think this means like? New York is just going to change its law <laughs> and allow Trader Joe's Honestly, to sell it in stores. Okay, so for this those of you goodness. who don't know on the East Coast, um, you can't – It's some liquor law means you can't have, like, wine in a grocery store. Horrific law. It's, it's terrible. Um, where I grew, grew up, and I'm sure wine, Orange County as well. Wine, beer, you sell, any kind. You sell wine in a grocery yes, store. Like, totally you fine. have giant aisles. They're in Targets. In Targets. And if you go to Trader Joe's in New York City, you only have beer or, like, hard cider seltzers right. in the grocery store. And, but like, you some don't really bad Moscato. Really bad Moscato. Dessert wine things yeah, um, that don't count. Not dinner party No, wines. they don't count. And, but you don't have that beautiful big wine section like you do <gasps> in a suburban Trader Joe's. But you do have... The Trader Joe's Wine Cellar, which is one yes. location and one location only next to the Union Square Trader Joe's, which is where we all schlep to get our two-buck yep. chuck before we have to feed Masses. and you know, provide drinks for a variety Masses. of individuals. I mean, the box wine alone. And it's because of a liquor law. New Jersey, our the same. sibling state to the west, does not have that. Um, I think they do. 
Do they? I think they do. Because I, I haven't been Trader, able to find wine in Trader Joe's. Interesting. Because one Trader Joe's cashier was telling me, because I was, you know, interrogating yeah. him about why they didn't have wine. Um, probably really aggressively one day. Yeah, whatever. Um, he, he took it like a champ. He really did. Um, but he said it's because of a liquor law, and New Jersey has a different liquor law, so the New Jersey Trader Joe's are able to have wine. I'm gonna look into this because I'm now going to Jersey for every. Well, now Boston we need night. to do like wine runs before. Well, yeah, we do. Like, we'll take the car. We'll just go. Yeah, we'll I'll do we'll it. load up. We'll load up. We'll make it a a pod outing yeah i'm like i'll, I'll set aside monthly funds <laughs> to go and get we, we pull our money wine and liquor just stock everyone's bar cards <laughs> we pull our money all right this gotta last a month guys so figure it out yep everyone get oh involved gosh, put in your orders wild i had no idea yeah nonetheless i'm shooketh that's maybe they'll on. open it in williamsburg oh i i pray to the good lord I above pray to the gods <laughs> please all we want them. a wine cellar here oh my gosh nonetheless yeah. what a great uh, example also though of Pulling your money together. Yes. Because here's here's back to Devin's point about the financial discrepancies yes. within New York City, just living in general. We know people who are freelancing, who are not working 40 hours a week, who are mm-hmm. maybe like really truly just like praying they make the rent money. Yeah. And we know people who are working in finance who are like eating bougie dinners. Yeah. Both great. We're thrilled for you. But I yes. think that's part of like city hosting is like everyone has a spot at the table. You're not going to be left out because maybe you make less and i think that's really beautiful of like having people in your home because sometimes Mm -hmm. if you go out to drinks like as someone who quite literally had no money when i was an intern here and could not like people would ask me to go out to eat and i'd say like sorry i can't yeah like i have to go home and eat like a grilled cheese sandwich for dinner yeah it is so nice to go into a home and know that you don't have to worry about a 35 dollar entree and maybe people are going to get drinks and look at you weird if you don't get a drink when you're like Honestly, it's not because I don't want to enjoy the evening. It's because I just... It's because I have a 20 in my wallet. Like, And I think that's what's beautiful about having people in your home is that kind of financial up and down that can occur everywhere, not just cities. Yeah. Um, It's taken away. Absolutely. Well, just creates like a safe space for people Mm -hmm. you know like they can they know they can show up and like just be welcome you know like as it's like I think that's something that um is very under like under realized I guess on like how much it can be appreciated like because I know I've been in that space too where I've just been like happy to be invited to a home where like I can bring like a cheap bottle of wine and like be welcomed or even something less or just like bring some chips and guac and be like guys sorry like I don't know like didn't get all my freelance gigs this week you know like but nobody cares nobody cares nobody cares I think that's a welcome space exactly that's what like makes hosting a beautiful thing in New York City is hey come on over what's mine is yours like what can I give you whenever I've had someone at the house or I've stayed at other people's houses and it's gotten later and maybe I don't want to take the train. And again, an Uber can be expensive. Yeah. Then, Hey, you want some on the couch? Yeah. Not a problem. Like I really, at this point of my life want to have like spare toothbrushes in the bathroom. Yes. And you know what I mean? Like, yes. Hey, here's like, and I've benefited from that like totally. earlier in my twenties and I'm at the point thankfully that I'm like not at the same financial spot I was when I was 20 again mm-hmm. praise the lord um he's good and he's good he provides but I want to be able to like okay great I have benefited from this hospitality how can I now give it to you yes you know totally and something that I think is a really great example of this is what has already been referenced past tonight and I think I think the people many of whom are participants in this monthly occasion just like give us the rundown, Dev. Like give us the story, the origin story of the Pasta The origin Night. story. Okay, so the origin story actually starts with Isaac um, because Isaac found out that my roommate Marky 
um, was Italian. <laughs> he had no idea. And he, um, as an avid fan of the Sopranos and all things Italian, was like, oh my gosh, did your family growing up have like a Sunday gravy recipe? And Marky was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll make it for you. So we actually just like, there was just four of us. We sat down and it was like, Jesse, Marky, Isaac, and I, and she spent, I think, four or five hours on Sunday cooking up just like an absolutely delicious meal of oh. like the freshest pasta she could find in Williamsburg and then like this gravy sauce that she like was facetiming oh, her mom to make sure sauce. she got right i mean it was so so good um and then from there we were kind of like i don't actually remember like who suggested it but i think it was just kind of one of those things where it's like oh like we should do that more like we should just like have people over for like big kind of like meals like this it's a very fun way to get to know the neighborhood just have people in the home and marky and i both when we first moved in there and this was like maybe back in like march of 2021 maybe um i think we were like only in that place a month or so and we were like well we do want to have people in our home it's such a big space we want to be able to welcome people so yeah like what if we just like started hosting people once a month and just made a big sauce and so essentially from there I mean, Marky really spearheaded all of the grocery shopping, and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a true no saint. no lick Italian whatsoever, um, and nor can I really eat any of those things. So pasta night is really my one splurge day a month. Um, but she, I mean, we made we rolled out homemade gnocchi one time. We did like just like we started theming it and just inviting anyone who wanted to come. Um, and so like different people started inviting different, like truly it was like a suddenly a conglomerate of like on a good, on a good night, like pasta party can pasta night can be like 30 people, maybe yeah. more um, on like an average night. I'd say like, 20 or under mm -hmm. um but it really does vary like it and it's been consistent as a opportunity to just invite people in to like a new experience and kind of like the rule of thumb is just like if you're new if you're like here like don't bring anything you're good yeah. like don't worry about it our gift to you and then like kind of if you're if you're inaugurated and you like it and you want to come back all right bring a side you bring a wine bring mm -hmm. whatever so like we've now have like almost like kind of a dedicated like pasta party committee mm -hmm. um, to kind of decide like okay who's bringing the main dishes you right. know and it's usually me marky you like yeah. um a couple others that are like friends of the pod like they'll all contribute um and kind of create like a very a cohesive meal quite mm -hmm. frankly um and it's you know in the summer we did one in the park um we've had like mafia themed oh, or godfather themed ones one. i mean we've had like pasta from around the world like truly like any kind of dish is welcome there we've had like bring your bring your mom or grandma's like mm -hmm. spaghetti night um and it's truly been such a way to like really introduce people and just like let people know that like they'll see us once a month like we have a text group now going and like if we miss like if, if we haven't if there hasn't been a pasta night text in, like the week before people start telling us like yo you gonna send that out like what's happening yeah. and we're like oh god like yeah i guess we should like <laughs> no it really is just i mean i think i my first pasta night with y'all was months in, like the fall yeah. of last year. Um, and I had been hearing about this and I'm pretty sure I texted you was like, okay, this pasta night that I've heard about, I would like to attend. Yes. You, I, need, I think you did. I need to I come. I'm inviting myself. Like, please yes. come. And you're like, oh yeah, of course. Um, and it was really such a delightful time and such a special just group of people. And yeah. you can tell like as 
honestly, last month was my first pasta night that I've missed, and I was very sad about it. Aww. And I was like, oh, I've been to every one. Because in my, like, I, as also as, like, a very social individual, I'm like, mm, last Tuesday of the month, pasta night. These people I see at least once a month, I love them. I've now gotten to know them. Yeah, I want to You know be the there. regulars. You know who's going to show like, up. There's a core nucleus of people who mm-hmm. is there. And people do, like, arrange their calendars around it now, Absolutely. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, I mean, it really is just a delightful time. And I was thinking about it the other day because I was talking to someone about, like, what's your first year in the city like? And <laughs> I was telling them because they have had a very different experience than I did, which is mm. in this in this scenario – good it is good for them that they've had a different experience but I told them I was like honestly like I was told I think probably 18 months into living in New York oh no your first year sucks and it brought me such just great joy because my first year in the city was truly really difficult and really terrible and I didn't know a soul and I didn't have like a group of friends I didn't have a friend for like a full year it was and I think the Lord has used that in independence and confidence and just like general competency like it was really good I think for my long-term growth sure really sucked in the moment oh yeah so I was telling this person who's fairly new to the city I was like in case no one has told you it can be really hard and they were like actually it hasn't sucked I'm like that's so good I'm so glad to hear it but if you find in six months that you really are like feeling like it's hard it's that's that's normal. Okay. And yeah. I feel like someone Very doesn't normal. tell you that's normal because I didn't know that was normal. I thought I was just like the biggest loser. Ugh. And then someone told me and I was like, wait, I feel you moved much to New better. York and everyone says, oh, you're living a Carrie Bradshaw life and I'm trying to put food on my table. Yes. And I feel like I have failed. So you're telling me I haven't. Nonetheless, I was telling them that and I was thinking about pasta night because what a great gift oh to give gosh, yeah. to individuals who you meet. You were telling me this morning you met someone that you're like, oh my gosh, come. Yeah, or and local coffee shop. Exactly. I like, was like, come to pasta night. And it's such a good way to be like, hey, come meet some fun people. You'll probably click with a couple of them and yeah. gain some like people you're going to hang out with individually like throughout the month. Absolutely. Because as Devin and I were talking about earlier, you cannot sustain for an individual one-on-one time with every single person you meet. No. So if Devin, who's a very social individual within New York, has lived here long enough where you have like your core group of friends, you have your roots, say yeah. you meet someone like this wonderful woman at a coffee shop yeah. and say, hey, you're new. I would love to like bless you with community. You also have a really busy schedule. Every person you meet, you can't say, let's get individual coffee here at this date. Yes. You would have to put yourself a limit. Whereas yes. group settings or dinner parties, it doesn't have to be like super organized, but it can be like, hey, um, I have someone who was ref- like almost like referred to me from a friend I used to go to church with when I was in like third grade and she's moving to the city. She doesn't know anybody. But mm-hmm. my friend who I had gone to church with in the third grade said, I know one person who lives in New York. Let me connect you to her. Yep. I just had a similar thing like that happen to me. And I love being that person for people because I yeah. didn't have that person. Totally. And so I'm like, come in, let me house you. Let me answer all your housing questions. Yes. Because There's a lot. I, I told her, I was like, Lord knows you don't have to use a broker. Mm. Let's get that idea yeah. out of here right now. Get like, out of here. I told her like, oh, you're living, your husband's going to be working in this area. Here are some like good, safe neighborhoods for you to live in, you know? Yes. And it's so great. But like she and her husband are coming to my housewarming party in a month. And I said, hey, there's going to be a lot of people here. You'll yeah. probably meet some good friends. Come on over. Come on over. That is so much 
not only more helpful, but more sustainable for me. It is, yeah. Than saying, oh yeah, let's get coffee once every other week. Like, oh no, yeah, no, no it's one just has the time. And, and well, and it's never enough for people mm-hmm. who need community who like, don't have anyone who don't have anyone. Right. Yeah, it's like kind of doing a disservice because every time for you it feels a little bit more like a chore totally. the more you do it. But for them, they're just trying so hard to get community, and you know, it's it's a, almost an unfair situation to put them in. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, if you just don't have time or capacity, like exactly. I do think like there are different seasons for new friendships, for mm-hmm. old friendships. Like there's always going to be an opportunity to make more. Friendships friends um but i think that just actually being able to introduce people to community is just a gift in itself because it allows them to understand and also make more maybe friends that they want to make more than oh, absolutely. you know their first connection in new york you know yeah. it's like your first roommate in college you know right. you're like oh, okay well either we're gonna be best friends or we're just gonna cohabitate mm-hmm. and actually for both of us it's probably better if we branch out of just the two of us anyway oh, you know yeah. so i do think like it's allowing people a more sustainable opportunity to connect in with more people and even from like other boroughs too, you know, like we, we hosted in Williamsburg, but it could be many, many boroughs, you know, that our people come from. So I do think it is, um, a very unique opportunity for people to join in. And, you know, I did, I did totally invite this girl. I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. end of the month, give me your number. I'll shoot you a text. Um, just show up. Like you will definitely find people there that you will connect with. That will be absolutely ecstatic to meet you and you'll get around a table of food, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think while anyone can be hospitable and like you can have that passion, like place in your heart, if you have been in the city, in your city, not, not our city, even your city, yeah, your city for, a hot second and you know what you're just more well suited to do that job right you know the mm-hmm. area like you and i know brooklyn more than yep. someone who moved here a month and a half ago yep. and are more settled in and are more confident in our lives like we are the ones who should be like hey come on over come to this thing like we'll put it on the calendar because we've gotten the other like logistical stuff figured out absolutely already. Are, now i mean can we have logistical obstacles of course all the time sure but that being said like if you've been there for a while, like making a space for people, it does not have to be rocket science. No. I think you can just start doing it. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. But so you should host your own pasta night. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Really? <laughs> we should just probably start like, you know, pasta nights, like, you know, small churches. <laughs> a truly like start planting pasta, pasta, pasta night plant. <laughs> pasta night planting. Oh my gosh. Could you, you imagine? That can be, I mean, that's a career shift. That's we're a both, huge career I think career we're both shift. good at events. We are. We're good with people. We are. We can make a lot of reels. We could make so many We can make a lot of reels. Pasta night reels are always a good time. Oh, yeah. They're always a fun, fun moment. Yeah. But I think just like getting the people in your area together is really valuable. And I don't think you have to have it all together to do so. No. I think you really can just kind of like, all right, here we go. People are just happy to sit on your couch with a glass of wine. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's all living in the city is about. Yeah. And I think that's uh, the moral of our story today. That is. If you would like to join pasta night. Just slide in our DMs. <laughs> People are traveling from across People the country. People are traveling across the country to go to this boss tonight. You're like, we need a bigger venue, but we we'll figure it really out. We really do. Um, yeah, don't tell Marky. I put that out there. <laughs> Marky, we... We love you. Um, anyways, but thank you for bearing with us. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please rate and review. Um, five stars would be great. Um, if you have any other similar stories of finding community in cities, or if you just want to talk or connect with us, um, we have at well said red pod mm-hmm. on instagram and on tiktok it's the same and also if you want to reach out via email for any reason yeah um it's well said red pod at gmail.com. gmail.com it's pretty simple yeah um but that's it all right we'll talk to you soon bye, bye.